people or something. Yeah, that was when that was when Pulaski was on. Many famous people on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome everybody to the Word of the Bay podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Nick. And I'm Anthony. You are listening to to maybe the last bastion of one of the last bastions of actual Tampa sports talk. You you're not gonna. That's becoming less and less common these days, surprisingly. Um, yeah, well, especially yeah. Tampa Bay exclusive. Do we want to talk about that? Oh, absolutely. I do want to talk about that. Rick and Tom. All right, let's lead off with that. Rick and Tom. I was going to lead off with Kucherov, but I want to lead off with Rick and Tom because I was a little ins- I was incensed by this because not so much that it was Rick and Tom that got fired because yeah, they, you know they're 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 you know I could take them or leave them. Those two guys. I like Rick. Rick is good. He's he's knowledgeable, okay. and I like Tom in the, in the sense that he. Um, he knows how to drive calls, and I I love to hate him. Like I I used to love Booger McFarlane on ninety eight seven of the fan because I love to hate him. So yeah, he was the, the the guy you listened to just to dislike. I agree. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it's kind of a it's it's a I just I listened to his podcast. He put it perfectly. It's a slap in the face uh, to, to Tampa fans to to just say. Yeah, you know what? We're taking that morning show, the morning drive time show on the biggest sports station in the in the uh, in the area. We're gonna take the morning drive time show where the most people are listening, and we're gonna just gonna make it a national show. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> like the morning after a Bucks win or loss, the first thing I do is I go to I, I turn it on sports radio to to get reactions from people. And now Ooh, I, so I, I don't that's where I went to gauge the reaction for. Um most of the area because you you can hear a few callers call in or not call sorry not callers but you could listen to the the hosts kind of navigate the the issues on scene first because i know it's right the morning after but i always looked forward to both of them kind of i don't know i guess they i, I gauged my anger based on their reaction I, I feel like I can provide some insight with this because uh, ever since I moved here two years ago to Gainesville, Mike and Mike has always been the morning show. So, like, before I really got into podcasts, that's what I would listen on my way to class in the morning. And it, it's terrible. It's just, it's, it's national. It's fucking, yeah, it's, it's, it's pure talking head, national radio host thing. And Gainesville hates it. They hate it. Nobody listens to it here. I don't know how they're still in the air. But it's, they're just bad. It's just to me. I'm sure some people enjoy them, but I I hate it. I I can't stand that kind of talk. And I don't care about the Jets. I don't care what the Jets did on Sunday. That's that's Mike um, Greenberg. Dude, it's favorite team. Well, it's the same talking points as any (laughs) other. It's it's like Odell Beckham Jr., Dak Prescott, uh, Sidney Crosby. What are they all doing? Uh, The the Mets, they're doing great. Joe Madden, he's a guy. Like, that's what that is. (laughs) Yep. I don't get it. It's a, it's we're, a, we're just going to water down our own product. It's a goddamn shame. It is. I mean, is this like a, a 620 trying to make more money thing or something like that? Is oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's no, somehow it, more lucrative it, for them. It's a 620. What it is is it's 620. It's it's iHeartMedia in billions of dollars of debt. Like they're doing, they're they're doing, they're fucked. They're 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 completely fucked in, in terms of a company. They're they're billions of dollars in debt. So they're looking for anything that's going to profit them. So obviously the sports page with Rick and Tom didn't have the the greatest ratings in Tampa. So that's why they pulled the plug and they're going to say, well, let's just go, let's go national with these, with these guys. I mean, obviously you look at the market that we're in, you got a lot of Yankee fans and Red Sox fans, and you got a lot of giants and, you know, it's a big melting pot, the Tampa Bay area. So they probably banked on that. 
I mean, didn't they already move Jay Moore out of a prime time slot? Uh, I don't know what the fuck. I, bet, I didn't care about that. I, mean, I think, yeah, I think he got replaced by T. Kraz's show. Oh yeah, well, good for him. I mean, T. I like I I like T. Kraz and I like uh, Ronnie Lane and I like Pat Donovan. I like what a lot of the guys they do, but they just don't put them in the right positions to, you know, they, to succeed. You got Ron and JP guy, and then that's it. And then and then the the dude that talks about golf, horse racing, and betting the whole goddamn afternoon. And fishing. Don't forget fishing. Don't fishing. <laughs> I mean, it seems like every time 620 takes a step forward, they just take like four steps back. Because I actually like T. Kraz. And I like, and his show's like pretty decent compared to the other two. But like, they just completely fucked it again. Well, look. Well, good. They'll send them, send everybody our way. They're going the way of like, listen, man. I, I, and every time I'm in a car and someone's not listening to music, they're listening to a podcast. Yeah. That's the way it's going like, to go. Almost every time. And that's the way it's going. Yep. Like, and that's good because people can listen to what the fuck they want to yep. instead of whatever you want to talk about today, horse racing or golf or whatever the hell. There's a lot of great podcasts out there. There's, there's, Tons. uh, the unused subs. There's, fan, uh, uh, not fan interference, but, uh, Bucks Uncensored with Justin Pulowski. You got What the Buck. Uh, you've got Bolts Prospect. You've got the Scrum, uh, uh, sports. Like, you got so many Tampa sports podcasts out there. It's, it's crazy. So, why would you even listen to 620? There's no reason to. You can get, you can listen to each one of our podcasts five days a week, and you've got all your Tampa sports, uh, uh topics covered. And, and, and probably better insight. Yeah. And, w- and way better insight from the fans. And they're, they're, they're going to stick to the topic. We're going to stick to the topic that you guys want to hear about, which is Tampa sports. And we're going to give our opinion. So, and if for some reason you're listening to this and sports aren't your thing, <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of other really good podcasts that have nothing to do with sports. Yeah, so it says the ones on SharkDropper.com. Yeah, yep. But in that nice. sim- <laughs> in that similar vein, I think I, I think that that segues nicely into something that Nick Anthony and I all talked about this week, which is something that we're going to try to do going forward after this. This the the move of 620 kind of inspired me to do this because it's it's getting harder and harder to get rapid reactions out of out of you know people that want to hear that kind of stuff that people like me that that want to hear you know what somebody's thoughts are right after a game so uh nick anthony and i have talked about this what we're going to start doing we're going to start doing rapid react podcasts uh after big games like let's uh, like a bucks game a big playoff baseball or a big playoff hockey game maybe it's a maybe a big regular season hockey game something huge happens big news in the maybe area a big signing yeah a big a big signing or that kind of stuff we're going to start doing some rapid reaction podcasts where we sit down for 10 20 30 minutes and and give our individual takes immediately after the fact and release that like right right then and there. I think that'll benefit in a in a way because like my emotions after games and stuff like that are so much more like just random and off the wall and stuff like that or anger. Like our emotions will be running high right. instead of having a few weeks, a few days to compress something in our systems and and then come come to you with it. And you're not the only one. I, I think, I think I everybody's like that. that. I think everybody's including okay. myself. Like everybody wants to hear. Everybody wants to help or wants help. Uh, uh, oh, Jesus, I'm on the loss for words. But everybody wants help, you know, knowing where to place that those thoughts in their head. Uh, compartmentalize. Wait, what am I looking for? Compartmentalizing? Compartmentalize. Right? Is that the right there word? There you go. I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah, like, too, too many beers early no, in the podcast. I would have had trouble with that word. Yeah. I don't even like it. <laughs> people, have, people have problems 
including myself, of, of what to do right after games. So, like, that's why I go immediately to sports talk radio because you kind of hear somebody else's opinion and they, they kind of help to, to formulate your own by way of agreeing or disagreeing with that person. Yep. I like the idea a lot. And uh, I think we should definitely put it into action going forward. I love it. I, I think, think well, we're I also feel like hard. it will uh, streamline the, the, the regular podcasts. Like, I feel like instead of going an hour and 30 minutes because there's big news, we'll have spent 20, 30 minutes on it prior to, and then we'll just be able to recap what's the update. Right. And then well, I think we'll also have more time on, on this podcast to talk about things that are upcoming or something, you know, or, or mm-hmm. other, maybe even other topics that are not so much about the game itself, but maybe outside of the game and not feel like we're rushing to get to the game itself. Plus who doesn't love more word of the Bay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so look, look forward to that. Uh, probably next week after the bucks play or the week out. Yep. Yeah. Next week, next week on the Bucks. Hell, play. maybe even, um, maybe even between then and now, uh, hockey news, yeah, depending we'll, on, we'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe after a few lightning games, we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I, you know, it's it, for lightning. It's gotta be and lightning and rays as well. I mean, obviously you can't do it after every single game because Hell no. <laughs> it's just, there's just too many games in the season to do that for. Uh, but I think, you know, big, Big games, maybe, uh, you know, we'll kind of play it by ear, but obviously the NFL being what it is, it's only 16 games and, and you know, you have a week to react to it and you, mo- emotions are always high after a game. So um, I think yep. that'll be fun. And then, uh, you know, of course, big news. So speaking of big news, <clears throat> let's move on to our next topic. Nikita Kucherov has his three-year bridge deal with the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, Steve Eiserman gets it done, and uh, at the wire, at the at the buzzer, at the buzzer, happened. man. <laughs> and wow, this this is the 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 2016 Lightning are stacked, stacked. Oh my fucking god, we're so stacked. It's it. This roster is from top to bottom, at least in the forward group. Is oh. I said something the other day on Twitter, and it's and you know. I know that we're a young organization, but this is far and away the, the best team roster-wise we've put forth. We are deep. We are talented. We, I mean, our minor league team, the, the Syracuse Crunch look amazing. Yep. Yeah. And all and look and we have we have depth down there, Condra and Connor, Conacher and Vermeer. Yeah, we're sending all waivers out of Syracuse. Yeah. <laughs> so if someone gets hurt, we can bring. We have at least three guys we can bring up in the forward group to help. I mean, we're so deep at I every mean, it's, position. It's just un, it's unbelievable. Like, like that is a great team. Like those the the, the, the the great teams are the ones that are like incredibly deep and like the the, the Lightning are just like. We're even deep at goalie. At goalie, like, seriously, Gudlowski <laughs> could be a backup somewhere in the league if he were on another team. Yep. Yeah, he's easily gonna he's gonna be called up when uh, either you know Bishop gets traded or we we start next season with Vasilevsky and Gudlowski. But they're we're set, and I hate it. For this year, for this year, we're set for this year. Like, let's... I want, yeah, I want to focus in on uh, on Kucha's deal here. Uh, Okay, so how much is it uh, for a cap head year? Four point seven, which is ridiculously low yeah, for what everybody would thought it would be. Yeah, I don't know how Steve Eiserman does these things. I really don't like. I okay. I want to start off by saying this: the RFA system in the NHL is so unbelievably fucked for the players that that it's gonna when this next lockout comes around, there's definitely gonna be big changes to that. 
But the, okay. I mean, oh, to put that into perspective, get to a lockout stage. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. In three years, it's definitely gonna be a lockout. That's, but, that's how it goes. The, like the owners yeah. don't have the owner, the owners aren't gonna do a. Uh, um, what's the what's the opposite of agreement? A, no, the opposite of a lockout is a. Um, I forget what the fuck it is, but yeah, lockouts where the where they um. Oh, no, the lockouts you have to the, play hockey all the time. I'm sorry, lockouts. Yeah, lockouts are what the owners initiate. A strike is what the players initiate. So I mean, go. players are structuring their contracts to prepare for that lockout in three years. <laughs> yeah, Johnny claims like he, he in his contract like there's some, there's a, the money like I think it goes maybe up or down or something like something happens with the lockout in three years. Players are doing that. Everybody's preparing for it. It's how it goes. It's happened before. Yeah, they're just. Yeah. We're just altering the language in their contracts to prepare for it in a few years. That sucks. What's what's the, what's about the, that? Wait, hold on, Anthony. Do you know when the current CBA is up for NHL? Like that's that's going to be the time. Like, uh... I I think it's in three years. I think so. That's what I've been saying. Okay. I could look. be wrong, I'll, but I'll I know look. it's. I I know I listen to a lot of hockey podcasts, and they they constantly talk about the the lockouts going to be on its way. Oh wait, wait. But, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll buy so this. Up. Yeah, this deal, Gooch. this deal is, <laughs> it's perfect in in everything but the term. I mean, obviously it's a bridge deal. So he's going to be coming for every penny in three years. Don't, don't get that twisted. Okay. When three years is up, he's going to be coming for it. But this deal is, is perfect in the fact that we're still under the cap and we don't have to move anybody to, to keep the band together. So the current CBA is a 10-year deal, the longest in NHL history, and it will expire after the 21 and 22 season. So okay. it'll be... So five years. Yeah, about five years. Okay. I don't know where I heard three then. Anytime I hear 2020-something, I always feel like, it's the future! We're going to have flying cars by then. It'll be fine. <laughs> like, so what do you guys think of the deal? Well, I think put- it's fantastic. I think it, we made off like highway robbers on three. Okay, so arguably you could say there's three huge names we had to wrangle this offseason. It was Kucherov, Stamkos, and Hedman. And Heiserman nailed all three of them. And I, yeah, and Hedman didn't happen. It had to happen this offseason. No, that wasn't a must. He just got it done. <laughs> yeah, really, it was just it was just Stamkos and Kucherov. Um, and 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 to kind of put this whole thing into perspective. Uh, Andre Palat and, and Tyler Johnson, they're making $3.3 million a year off their rookie contracts. And, and uh, you know, Kucherov's making 4.7. So it's not like a, it's not like a, a crazy huge jump that he nope. made. Uh, obviously, I mean, everybody's been saying top to bottom that's a bridge deal. And, and I think he knows that as well. Um, but my God, like what, what a fantastic uh you know, navigating of the cap by uh, Steve Eiserman just continues to prove the, that he's the, the best GM ch- in town. I'm going, I'm sorry, Kyle. I okay. thought you, Go ahead. The, the other cherry on top of this is he's going to be an RFA still at the end of it. Well, you know, it's, I've yet to see him mismanage the either evaluation of talent or cause he forecasts very, very well. Like the, the players you see, go off from the lightning. It's not like, do you remember um, Kyle a long time ago, we had a conversation about how the, sorry to relate this back to the football, but how the bucks players, when they left, they made their names elsewhere. Yeah. A lot of, a lot it's, of them did. Yeah. It's almost the reverse effect. You know, you don't hear about the, the Nate Thompson's. They, they don't do much elsewhere. Well, I think the the one big knock on Iserman is that he gives these big contracts out to these 
these old players like your Braden Coburns or uh, you, you know your Valtteri Fopolas, like that kind of stuff. But like maybe there's a method to the madness in the sense that he's showing the younger players like, hey, this is this is what you could have. I'm gonna take care of you if you take care of me. Basically. Exactly. Yeah, he's Just showing younger around. players. Yeah. Oh, aha. Yeah, <laughs> there may, so there may be a little method to that madness there. And, uh, I mean, I, there's still going to be a lot of hard decisions to make here in the next couple of years. Like, I think we, we got by easy yeah. this year. Like, definitely, we got by real easy. Yeah. Um, but there's still a lot of hard decisions that are going to be made where big-name guys on our team are just – they got to go. They, they just have to go. Like, I don't see how – like, any other way. I want to – I want to – yeah, I want to put this out there that – uh that there is going to be cap casualties on this roster. There has to there be. just is there, there's no other way around it unless he somehow, and I, I don't, I, I know Iserman's looks like a wizard this week, but unless, unless he somehow moves out so much cap space in, in the span of a year, which he won't, you're not going to trade Callahan and you know, and Bishop is going to come off the books, but that's not enough. Like there's going to like Tyler Johnson might be a cap casualty next year. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's just the way I mean, it is. And I think now that Stamkos is, is in the fold and Braden point is making a name for himself, which we'll talk about too. It's uh, it, he's, he's a foregone conclusion that he's probably gone. If he has a year that, that prices him out of our range, which now he's healthy, he probably will. Yeah. Dude, Braden point makes me okay with, with losing, you know, like with, with losing Tyler Johnson, maybe, I mean, I mean, you got it. You got you got Jonathan Druin, who's an RFA next year. Andre Palat, Tyler Johnson. There's a lot of RFAs next year that like you just gotta, you know, I, if you got to pick between those three, bet- between yeah, Jonathan Druin, you're gonna lose one if not two of them. Yeah, I, I'd 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 go with Druin at this point and Johnson. Absolutely, John, I think Druin it's a lot higher. Yeah, it's uh, obviously I agree with you guys, but <laughs> he, Johnson had a big slump. It's, I don't know. Let's see how he he might do. He might do crazy. He's yeah. Mr. Playoff though, so that's definitely a, his corner. He had a wrist issue, which for a shooter like him is is a difficult thing to deal with because a lot a lot of the, obviously a wrist shot. If you have a wrist injury, it's hard to deal with. But uh, and those linger too, especially if you're playing. Right. But I yeah, I mean Braden Point um pushed his way onto this roster. Really, he was supposed to, uh, and Eiserman's usually very patient with prospects, especially of his caliber. And uh, and he, he pushed his way onto this roster. Now, will he be here when Callahan gets back? Uh, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. But, don't be surprised if he, he makes a visit to the Lightning to test the waters and goes back down and then makes his back up on his own merit. But yeah, but Cooper and Eiserman have been have both talked about how, how he earned his spot, it wasn't just given to him. Like he and he really did. He he looked amazing in the preseason, and I'm sure he looked good in practice and stuff like that. But it's just it's just another young player, a young cheap player who has a really high ceiling and potential that Eisenman just keeps bringing into this organization. Man, I'm it's really ridiculous. I'm really excited all of a sudden. It's, I'm just like the hockey starts tomorrow. Like, fuck yeah, man! Is it, is it here or in Detroit? It's here. Mm. Oh, nice! Mm. Tomorrow's gonna be an awesome day. Like that's gonna be. There's gonna be all kinds of lightning, yes. love. Like, oh man. Yep. Anyone, anyone that says that uh, this town isn't a hockey town, Justin Pulowski, don't uh, know fuck about shit. <laughs> you're full of shit. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it, it, like, I, maybe maybe I'm just following the right people on Twitter or something. But like, it just seems like this this town is like in love with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and in, in in a way, no. like. 
I would see, I would say from just this time last year, just from me driving around and, you know, not a lot's changed for me between my drives, but I see a lot of more, a, a, a lot of flags, bumper stickers, vanity plates. I mean, storefronts have lightnings etched uh, on their, um, the doors now. So it's, I don't know. I feel like that this time last year, I didn't see that as prevalent. Well, a lot of that is the lightnings marketing team, which is stellar. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're ridiculously good at their job, but also like cities love a winning team that I, I, I'll true. fully admit that if the bucks were winning a lot, I'm sure they'd have a lot of love too. Yeah, exactly. But, I think the, like, I don't want to knock the bucks marketing team, but it just seems hilarious when they're so bad. And like, they try so hard to market the team. It's just like, ah, it's a bucks life, isn't it? My my favorite thing is when they when they tweet at the lightning, and yeah. the lightning are just kind of the light. I just imagine the lightning's like social media intern being like, "Oh my god, these guys again!" Like fucking. <laughs> I'm kind of like, it's get like away, get away from them. Don't rub whatever you have onto the lightning, please. Like, just stop. Go <laughs> whatever you caught in 2002. Yeah, go to your side of Del Mabry, please. <laughs> or Himes. Yeah, go to your side of Himes. I guess is better. Or MLK, yeah, I don't man. know. 275. Go to We're your back. side of 275. Tampa gets to enjoy some sports for a change. Yeah. For the next few months. <laughs> well, hopefully. Yeah, I've enjoyed. I've I don't enjoyed know. Sports. I feel like both Kyle and I have gone to a Bucks game this year, and that was a very enjoyable experience. I, yeah, Raven I James Stadium was like I know it was scorching during my game, but it was it was. Much better than my last Raymond James experience. I'll say that much. Yeah, they're they're, okay. they're getting right, better. That's good. I'm glad they're getting better at it because they need to. Yeah, but it's still nothing. Right now, nothing beats going down there to Ferg's Live, having a pounder, a few fucking beers before you go into Emily, and then going in there and just like the atmosphere in general is just like electric. And I'm not like I'm not. There's no pun intended. I mean, it's just it's just it's incredible. <laughs> Uh, you're funny. And that's just for that's just for a regular season game. The playoffs, go, like get out of town, man. Like it's 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 it it's everything be. the Rays and Bucks want. It's the best ticket in town right now. I mean, there's like, it is it's, it is the best ticket, and it's the best ticket for value. And it's the it's the cool place to be seen. It's you know, I mean, that's just it's it's lightning. They can't be beat right now. They really can't. Either of you had the pleasure of going to the clubs club section of the new Emily Arena setup. I not the yeah I I've I went to the uh, is it the Chase Club is it isn't it the Chase yes. Club yeah, yeah I got to I got to take in a uh, a preseason game at the Chase Club and good God that's so awesome so have I oh God all you can eat there's a reason they don't allow away jerseys in there <sighs> it's so good yeah, I love people, that those I people pay it. good money to have those fucking seats and they can do whatever they want exactly. so shut up yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah. yeah you know yeah shut your stupid face. So what do we think? What do we think this week with uh, the uh, the Red Wings at Tampa? Do we want to want to make any well, predictions? Do we have the rest or? of the schedule between now and the next time people <laughs> hear our voices? Yeah, I, 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 I do. I think actually. we need to. I do you, so. Do you guys want to like split this into chunks for like every game that we're not until next episode, or do you want to just like make a season prediction and then just go off that? Let's split not every game, but just like an overall. Well, point. since this is the first game, season predictions definitely going to creep in. I think because we're going to have to make a, some kind of a proclamation. Why yeah. don't we? Uh, why don't we? We predict how the Lightning will do until so like we got the Red Wings twice, the Devils, the Panthers, and then the Avalanche on Thursday night of next week. So, okay. so, so let's say let's say those four games: two against the Red Wings, one against the Devils, one against the Panthers. Got it. So let's see. Do we? Is it both? Yeah. 
at Panthers, Tampa. Devils, Red Wings twice. Got it. Oh yeah. Okay. It's a, and it's all so, at Tampa. For all, all, all are at home. Really? Yeah. Wait, we had the Red Wings twice at home in the span of a week. We sure do. Yeah. That uh, wait, really? Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking the way that Google brought it up. It uh, it has like the main game brought up, and then the next one shows Red Wings, but it's actually the same game I'm looking at. So it's the Red Wings oh, I was once. Say, I was like, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. make any sense at all. Yeah, no, no. The Red Wings, Red Wings once at home, the Devils and the Panthers. So three games. So okay. So okay. Got I'm it. gonna say. Oh boy, I don't want to say what I want to th- what I'm thinking, but I'm thinking it. Well, let me say it for you because I think we're gonna go three zero. No. We started last year three zero. Really? I'm. So, yeah. Wow. Am I gonna be pessimistic on here? You. Two that's one. not where you were thinking. I'm gonna think one and two. Also, remember you get overtime points. That's a thing in hockey. Oh yeah. yeah. So we need to yeah. forecast the points. So the, of the available six points, I think we get six points. Look, that's th- a much better way to go about this. Just say points. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I'm that still way not can... familiar with that. Two for well, no, no. The cool thing about that is zero for a loss, and then one for an overtime loss, or shootout loss. Yeah, it's the same. My thing is like the Devils have our number. Like the Devils seem to have our number. The Um, Devils play boring ass hockey. That's why they have our number. They trap the fuck out of you. Trap system. I mean, we we destroyed them last year, late in the year in New Jersey. And then we're talking. Drew came back. I mean, these are these are three potential playoff teams. I mean, de- I mean, definite playoff teams almost like Red Wings, Devils, I and Panthers. Red Wings Devils definitely supposed to be much and, improved. And the the Panthers absolutely they're going to be Red on the rise. That's the most dangerous game. The Red Wings, no, the Red Wings took a pretty big step back this offseason. Yeah, but of, they're the Red Wings. They're like they'll find a way. They'll trip and fall on their way into eighth seed. That streak's going to end at some point, man. They can't yeah, that's what forever. I've said that for five years. And well, they, they lost Datsuk. Zetter, Zetterberg's a year older. And they signed and they got Franz Nielsen, I guess. I mean, he's yeah. a pretty decent agent. But, like, they, I don't know, man. There's a lot of people predicting them, like, sixth in the division, fifth in the division. They still got Mrazek, baby. That's all they yeah. need. He's like the Barry Mr. Sanders. Come five feet out of the crease, Mrazek. <laughs> <laughs> Look. To get back to the Lightning, I say two, I think the the Panthers is going to be the hardest game out of all those. Well, yeah, agreed. Yeah, the the Panthers. I'm sure Marchessault is going to score on us because that's what everybody does. But <laughs> every, every <laughs> former Lightning player does. But it's uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we uh we get five points. I'll say we have an OT loss somewhere in there. Already. So I say six. Anthony's at five. Kyle, you want to take a shot at these points, buddy? Um, or you can tell us what you think the record is, and we'll figure it out. The I'll, I'll say three. I'll say three points: one win, one overtime loss, and a loss. Oh, okay, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm proud yeah, of you for yeah. figuring that out. Predicting a slow start. Okay, I'll, I'll predict a slow start. I, I, I don't know. I always, uh, for some reason, I'm, I, I always go pessimistic. I don't know why. Like I'm, now, I'm realizing that about myself. But um, well, I mean, this team is one that you should be optimistic about. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Shit, you're right. Well, I, mean, I think we're plenty pessimistic on this podcast a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a tradition because we're you, doing it. You said right five the first points, time Anthony. I'm keeping track of everybody's what they're saying. So okay, let's do it. You said five points. I'll yeah, go, I said five points. Go, you I, know, I think we'll drop one in overtime to somebody. This is perfect. Yo, look, Nick's going the over. You're the middle. I'm the under. This is yeah. I like this. This is a good. This is a good. Uh, this is a good, good dynamic start. right here. I like. I like the way how this is going. 
I'll take the I'll take the, the thing about hockey is that it's a weird sport to predict. Yeah, I know, but it's a fun sport to predict. Yeah. Not to mention, unlike do the race suck, I actually look forward to this segment. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Means, you know what we're gonna have to get really good theme music for this. Ooh, we'll figure it out. Oh, it's, it's a baby right now. We're we're nursing it. Wait, how about how about this? Wait, how about this for theme music? Fuck Canada. What about that? There you go. Perfect. Go. Perfect. <laughs> Even though most of our great players are Canadian. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I love Canada. I'm just, oh, oh, don't be that guy, Nick. <laughs> what? It's the facts. It is. Every time, every time the Olympics come around, it's like, oh, you USA fans, now you're rooting against all the good players of your team. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, once it comes to the Olympics, that's what it's country over fucking. Co- um, what's this? What's the? Uh, country chant? over club. Like country. Yeah, country over club. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I think that's a soccer chant. Jingoism. I don't know. Ask ask sticks of fire if it's a soccer chant. Yeah. So do we want so, to make a season um, prediction, gentlemen, or do, you, do we just want to do this segment by segment each week? And, and I, then just, I so. think going forward, we should do it um, the points like we do and expand maybe a little more upon each game. But the first three games, we you know we can give. A little leeway and figure out what we're going to do. I want to take the cha- this chance, though, before we run out of time in the first half of the, uh, this podcast and, and actually do a real lightning prediction for the season that we can go on the record with. Um, brother, I, I, I'm not informed enough to do this. <laughs> well, you, you can't. They haven't played yet. We got to do a preseason thing. I'm not informed yeah, enough. Yeah, just, just make a prediction, Kyle. You don't have to give points or Super, anything Super like Bowl. that. Super Bowl. Yeah, man. <laughs> Even though I'm going to give points. Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm gonna give points too, but it's okay. <laughs> Christ, I don't know. Kyle, uh, Kyle picks Super Bowl. All right. I'm not. I don't know enough about the rest of the NHL to to really make an informed or to to give an informed take on this. I I I can't with with good conscience sit here so, and bullshit you guys. Okay. Do you have any All right. Well, for Anthony and I expanding. No, go ahead. Please, please do. I mean, I this is right. what this is about. Nick. Nick, let's give a let's give a division standings prediction. Yes. Not like all the teams, just where the Lightning finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and no, then no. Uh, because... and then conference where they finish in the conference, and then your playoff prediction. How far do they go? Okay, so just before we start to break this down, eight teams from each uh, conference make it in. Eastern um, conference where the Lightning play. There's three te- or you get three teams from each division, and two of the best remaining make it in. Just to refresh everybody on the way hockey makes it. Three division champions, two and three from each division make it, and then wild cards. Boom. There you go. All right. So, Anthony, um, where would you say we we finish in the Eastern Atlantic? In the Atlantic, in our divisions? I'll say first. I'm I'm optimistic. Uh, The division's a mess. To be quite honest with you, there's some teams on the rise and there's some teams on the downslope and then there's just some teams in the middle. Uh, I think we're going to take advantage of a pretty shitty division and just rack up points. Well, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because the Eastern division amongst all of them had the the most player um, interchangeability. And that's yeah. that was I saw that on NHL.com. So just to let you know, um, that's where my facts you can go yell at them if you want to. <laughs> they're, but, they're credible. Rah, rah, it's okay. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> but the thing is, is the one team that shines through in the Eastern Atlantic is the Tampa Bay Lightning for being the most consistent. And yeah. I think we can all agree here that consistency wins championships because 
we're not going to have to, I mean, I was genuinely looking at the new starting roster and the only name I didn't, I think I didn't see on there last season was point. Yep. Points, points, the new guy. He's a young guy. Uh, Druin's going to have hopefully a full season. He'll be his first like full season. So that's insane for especially yeah. the, the Tampa Bay area. I know it's, I know and the then, lightning have been good for a little bit, but the bucks we've never had this kind of turnover and be optimistic towards the, the next season. I mean, we're the goddamn favorites. Yeah. And, and, the, and not only is the talent there, the talent's been there for a few years, but that talent is seasoned now. It's yeah. yeah. Now, now we're all veterans. Yeah. Now everybody's <laughs> a vet. They've been there, done that. Okay. They just haven't gotten the ultimate prize yet. So uh, if I haven't said it by now, I also agree. First in the division. First in the division. Yeah. Oh, I, I think oh, our boy. biggest threat to that will be the Panthers and, uh, Probably the Habs because they're getting Carey Price back and he's ridiculous. So well, wasn't this the same roster? Turn around. This was the same roster that. Was had that a, this was the same roster that had a, a pretty disappointing regular season last year. Yes. So. Yeah. I mean. I mean. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. Continue. They did. Yeah, and I, that's been in the back of my mind. I, I, I know that, but I expect better. I, I think you need to, because if we don't, then, I mean, what is this roster really, you know, for? I mean, I think it's a talented ass roster. They should be better. That's warranted with this team you're not above any stick other. Your chest out when this roster, what roster are you going to do it with? Yeah. And there's, and look, there's probably less distractions. They, they acted like the Stamkos thing didn't, you know, didn't bother them, but I'm sure it was in everybody's head. And you, and look, it, everything's field. solidified now. Everything's done. With the Kuch or the Kuch, uh, Kucherov deal, it was kind of like this little silent worry thing that the fans were talking about. The organization said nothing about it, though. That's how Eisenman runs his. But I shit. love it. It, it, yeah. it, it. It's this quiet, like if nobody's talking. There's no thing to talk about except for what people like, well, his brother. But nobody in the media was talking about it or talking about it with any kind of certainty. Yep. You mean All right, Nick, let's keep going or, with these yeah. predictions. All right. So the, to the conference. Okay. You want to go first this time? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think we're going to finish really high in the conference. I'm going to say in the top two, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable saying we'll be a deadlock at, at number one because Pittsburgh is fucking amazing. So is Washington. But Washington's good. Too. Washington's good. But the thing is, is I feel, I feel like Washington learned their lesson because a few seasons ago, the Capitals went, uh, they were like one point under the president's trophy winner. I believe that year it was Vetchkin's 50 goal year. The most recent 50 goal year. Yeah. I was going to say which one, uh. <laughs> but he would doing that. Like they had no steam left in the playoffs. They did that last year. That's what they did last year. They do this all the time. The thing they is they wanted to get Holpe the, the wins record and they wanted Ovechkin mm-hmm. to get 50 again. And like, it's stupid. They're all worried about individual accolades instead of what they're going to do when they get to the playoffs. Yeah, uh, the the Capitals are a regular season champ. They literally had presidents. They're the San Diego goddamn Chargers of yeah. the two, early two thousands. They went to the playoffs. Yep. and never did anything. Yep. So it's good. They're uh they're also in about to be in a in a very precarious spot with the cap. So this is really <laughs> their last year too to get it done uh, with this roster. So I say they're third. Pittsburgh's one. We're two. Yeah, um, I, I'm actually gonna say three for us. Okay. Uh, I think I think we're gonna get over 100 points, but I don't think we'll be in first. Uh, I just think the Pens and the Capitals are are ridiculously stacked as well, and I, I'm not comfortable saying that we're gonna. We might. I mean, we could finish first, but I'm not comfortable saying we are going to uh, in the conference. But mm-hmm. I don't listen. It's good for seeding, whatever. But the money's made in the playoffs, and I I think uh, I think we can be 
just as deadly as those two there. Mm-hmm. Kyle? Uh, Kyle's not going. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, 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 hockey hockey we're gonna make it yeah there you go. we're gonna make the playoffs all right so um where do you see us finishing in said playoffs uh super bowl God. this is always hard because i feel like such a dick when you predict your team for a championship like uh, I, yeah, it's calling you it's calling your own number but i i think we're getting it done this year yeah, uh, I really do feel yeah. that in my bones. <laughs> it's I, not I a, feel like uh, I feel like we've cut some weight off of this roster in terms of grit over skill. I think this roster is way too fucking talented. I think they learned from mistakes that they made last year with the system. I think Cooper's going to be better with the young guys because of what happened with the Druin situation. I, I I think all the cards, everything is right. We had the depth in the minors of guys get hurt to be able to maintain. We're not going to fall apart. We have two really good goalies. I, I just think everything is there. And I think this team is really hungry right now. And I think, I just think they're going to win it. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to stop them this year. Yeah. I don't see it happening. Listen, this will, uh, this will be the year that if we don't win it, you're going to look back on forever and say, my God, this, sh- that should have been the year because, because we, we, we signed Kucherov. We had Stamkos to a long deal. Headman. Vassie, Bishop, everybody was back for, for you know, and seasoned and, and experienced. We had made Healthy. to the conference champion. I mean, it's one thing if you're if you're on the bottom of your division the year before and you say, oh, we're winning the Stanley Cup this year. Like, no, we went to this conference finals in the last two years. The game's so, away. Stanley I, Cup one year. Yeah. Like, remember that. <laughs> I don't think it's a stretch to, to sit down and say we're going to get it done this year. And I think, and I agree, that we will. I think this is our year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, listen, it's, it's a really long season. It's a big climb. There's a lot of good teams out there. We're not, I mean, as much as I like to think we are, we're not the only good team. Uh, I, I just think that everything's right. And I feel like, I feel like, especially on Cooper's end, that he's learned a lot. There's, and look, there's nothing you can throw at this team that they haven't seen before. Captain going down, seeing it. Starting goalie going down in the Eastern Conference final, seen it. Having to turn to the backup, seen it. Twice. You know, a, a guy, a, a young superstar with a trade holdout, seen it. A captain with an uncertain future, seen it. Like it's last it's, year, a captain getting trading away, traded away. Type of game. We won close games. We won blowouts. We won shootout games. We won in overtime. It. We won in all different types of phases and. We went on the road Every, and play in the playoffs. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't just like home cooking. Like we we dot we took almost all our important wins on the road last year. Like it's it's just there, man. This roster is way too fucking talented to not for me to sit here and go, ah, maybe the conference finals again. No, man. It's it's the cup time. It's gotta happen this year. It has to. I sat there and I debated Agreed. over whether we were gonna be the you know, maid of honor again, or if we were going to actually win the Stanley cup, because that's what I was deciding on. I was like, whoever comes out of the West is going to beat us again, or we're going to finally get over that hump. And this is, I, this has to be the year. Like, I don't want to scare anybody and say, and sit here and say that this is the last year. This team is going to be any kind of competitive because that's simply not true. There's, you know, even even if we do lose guys, we're still going to be, contenders but this is the best chance we're going to have for a while mm-hmm. this year the, it, it's the roster's stacked like we talked about and it'll still be stacked for 
years to come, hopefully. But we're gonna have a similar outcome or yeah. outlook next year. Mark my words. We'll record this segment and play it in a year from now. The lightning will be set and ready for a success next year too. It's it, yeah. Yeah, but this year I'm to be in Tampa Bay right now. This year is kind of like it's it's kind of like uh, where you have that window in your house that that doesn't stay all the way open, but so but you put a stick in it so it stays the, the whole way open. That's what that is, man. We Eisenman just took the stick and jammed it in the window and said, "All right, fellas, there it is. It's fully well, open for you can't. right there. Yeah, let's go." Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts. It's it's time, man. It's got to get done. Uh, we've ta- I've said it before on this show that if they don't win it, this will be the best. I'll I'll say it. One of the top five hockey teams ever to never win the cup. Yep. They'll that do, you know. They'll do a thirty I, for thirty on it. I know I, that that I know that I've ever seen to not win a cup for sure, a hundred percent. And I don't want that stigma around this team. I want them to have a ring, for fuck's sake, please. Yeah, let's not be Buffalo hockey gods. Okay, guys. Uh, let's take a let's take a quick commercial break. <clears throat> we'll take some time to reset the mixer chat. We'll come back and we'll we got more positives on the second half. The Bucks actually won a game, so I think we got to talk about that. Holy shit! Two yep. fun halves. Yeah, baby. Two fun it's halves. Time to be a Tampa fan right now. It is a great time. So uh, we'll take a break. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, fellas, ladies, gentlemen. You're looking for gear, collectibles, housewares, and more from your favorite pop culture franchises? Well, we've got you covered. Loot Crate offers a range of geek and gamer items for less than $20 a month. And if you want to bring your loot to the next level, you can get a bigger box by going to Loot Crate DX or getting the Loot Crate DX. But if you're more the type to wear your geeky heart on your sleeve, you know, then Lootware, their monthly wearables and subscription service, is the droid that you're looking for. So... October. October is all about that chill running up your spine. That It isn't just your imagination, guys. It's Loot Crate's October theme, horror. Uh, they're taking over 40 years of creepy, campy, and bloody icons and putting them into this uh, month's crate. Uh, channel your best fa- fatal, final, final girl with items from The Walking Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Halloween. So check it out. You got until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive this month's box. After that, it's over and you can't get your horror-themed box anymore. But fear not, next month, they'll have a new theme for you to check out, and you'll have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to check out that month's box. Uh, so head on over to lootcrate.com slash shark. Put in the promo code SHARKDROPPER. You can save yourself 10% off your first Loot Crate. You're going to have a good time. You're a horror fan because you're listening to this podcast, so you're going to love it. It's a horror-themed uh, box. Like This is the best time for you to get a box right now by going to lootcrate.com slash shark and putting in the promo code SHARKDROPPER. Okay. Good commercial. Good commercial, guys. What do you guys mm-hmm. think? Love that commercial. Went down easy, didn't it? Halloween loot crate. That's what that's that's the uh <clears throat> overall. Gotta love Halloween. Yeah. Favorite holiday. Really? Really? Yep. yep. Yeah. Wouldn't call second, that. Christmas is second. Well but, dude, all holidays get worse as you get older. So whatever. It's very true, much so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 30, and Christmas is like, fuck, I gotta buy all this shit for people, and like, exactly, it's like, so like, stressful. Like, think about Halloween when you were a kid. Like, the whole month of October was leading up to this fucking awesome day. Oh, with candy true. at the end of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and getting to dress up as your favorite superhero and running around the neighborhood with your friends. Now it's like, 
Oh. I might go to this party and get wasted with my but friends. You know <laughs> Anthony, you should totally come to my Halloween party. Mm. Is there? I just realized. Yeah. My, oh yeah. There's, there's gonna be a big one. I'm going as Jonathan Druin. I'm kidding. Drinking and debauchery. <laughs> so you won't. So he won't be there. Oh. You get it? He's holding, he's holding out. No, yeah, oh, I'm not, like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm underage drinking. Who does that? Yeah. Not me. I'm a, good, I'm a good old, good old kid over here. No, we we'll have apple juice for you. That's yeah, that's, apple apple juice. Just pour true, a little vodka there. I do, I do still enjoy Thanksgiving <laughs> and Christmas. I, I like that. There is the, there is a little bit of stress now associated with Christmas. Ooh, and then yeah. the, the actual day itself is just kind of like a, another day, and it just passes by so fast. But still, food holidays, family. I like the Christmas. I like to be in the Christmas spurt. spurt. So, you know, the, the fantastic thing about uh, Thanksgiving, though, is there's there's football. Oh, there's football. During. There's pie. There's turkey. There's ham. There's mm-hmm. there's and then the, and then then you have the, the Thanksgiving Day parade. And then there's a dog show after where there's dogs like, yeah, Thanksgiving, like fucking it cannot be beat. You can't fuck with Thanksgiving. I think Kyle's channeling is under Peter Griffin. Come on. You get you do. You wake up. You wake up. There's a parade. There's a parade, and you watch a parade, and then after the parade, there's just dogs. There's a bunch of dogs, and they're cute, and they're running around. They're doing dog things, and then there's football, and then there's food, and then you 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 go to sleep. <laughs> Thanksgiving is vastly underrated because of Christmas. That's what it is, because it is, everybody just yeah. wants to get to Christmas. Yeah, yeah, like if Thanksgiving was like in March, everybody would love Thanksgiving. Oh, dude, yeah. But... I get two days off but... of work. It's amazing. It's, I mean... Yep. Come on. I have to, that's a hard day. That's a hard work day for me. Yeah. Anywho. True. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. You're Man, in line I, at work. Yeah. Don't sucks. miss retail. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, it's hospitality. Re- retail but, and hospitality. Yeah. That's it's just yeah. It's tough. Anyhow. Anywho. Uh, Buccaneers. Buccaneers won uh, Monday Night Football national audience in front of their former head coach John Gruden on ESPN. Uh, we uh, we managed to squeak one out against our division rival Panthers, and your Buccaneers are now two and three, and yep. that's not a that's not a terrible thing. That's I mean, any win is hard to come by. I don't care how we won this past game. I don't care a what win. A, I, I a win say, is a win. That was is a, a win horrible win. game to watch. It was a bad, yeah, it was a bad game. Uh, uh, not to like bring this to a negative level, but holy shit! Like, if you're not a fan of either of those teams, like that game was awful. Oh yeah, yeah. But continue. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I've seen I've seen many <laughs> games like for that. Not, prepare for zero primetime games next year, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Well, listen, like I told like I told Nick's wife, there's no caveats to wins. They're just wins. You just win a game, and that's it. That's over, and you're done with it. Goes in the column. It goes in the win column, and and this game went into the win column. I've seen a lot. Of, uh, worse wins out of the Buccaneers. We've seen a lot better wins out of the Buccaneers, but uh, well, I've seen us play better in loss, and I I feel better this time. It, it it feels damn good to win. It feels really good to win, uh, it, especially with with how hard they've be, they've been to come by with the Buccaneers. I'm glad to be proven wrong in this game because I thought we were going to lose it, and and I was proven wrong for the first time this season. So I am I will very happily take that L and eat some crow because. Um, I saw a lot of good in this game out of out of uh, certain aspects, and I'd like to to, uh, to go in depth to those, and, and let's talk about some goods. We could talk about some bads as well. Before we talk about specific players or or aspects of the of the game, there's one thing that stands out about this game that's rather important, and we're number one in the conf- or in our division. We have two 
wins opposed to no losses in the division games. That's huge. Two wins on the road. On the road. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's really big. Out of the it, we didn't we forecast this team being one and four at this time? Uh, I did. I certainly did. Yeah, I said. I said. Yeah, uh, Kyle, Kyle was banging that drum hard. Yeah, for a while. There. I'd say we'd be one and four <laughs> at this point, uh, going into the bye week. So, so was I. pleasant surprise. But I mean, if you if you look at these four games and you and you pick any two games out of those four that you want to win, wouldn't these be the two? Like Atlanta and Carolina. Yeah, two division games. Like that's who you want. That's who you'd want to beat. Well, think about it. Atlanta is probably one of, if not the hottest team in the NFC right now. I'm sorry. Can I just say that that felt like a teacher asking me a question when I wasn't paying attention? What's that? Like with Kyle. What two games are important out of those four? I was like, uh, 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 the Dominican (laughs) Republic. Uh, (laughs) I mean, think about this as well. Think think about this too. I mean, this is, and I'm just going to build on this optimism a little bit. I mean, you have that Atlanta game. You have the Arizona Arizona game. Those, I mean, the Arizona game was a, was a game that we just completely shit the bed. Uh, yeah, but you look it. you look back to that Rams game. That could have easily been a win for the Bucks, and the Bucks would would be sitting at three and three right now. Three and two, or, or three and two. I'm sorry. Yeah, three and two. So, I mean, we're we're one awful Jameis Winston play away from from three and two. So. That's that's that. I think that's reason for optimism going into the the second half of the season, or you know, the the season after the bye week, at least. I'm gonna enhance your answer, and I know that sounds cheesy, but I think it's time for cautious optimism because I saw a very very worrying trend in my team towards the end of the game last week, and it's something I'd rather have both of your opinions on. Honestly, it's something that I thought about the moment I recognized it, and I wanted to know what. Kyle and Anthony thought. So it seemed to me the last three, maybe four minutes of the game that Cutter did not trust in Jameis Winston. I don't know what the fuck he was doing in that last drive. I really don't. That was weird. It like, was the oddest play calling I've I've seen. He ran the ball twice and then only had one receiver <laughs> on that third down, Mike Evans. And he got the first down somehow. And then all of a sudden they kind of opened it up and yeah, we got in the field goal range and we won it. But like, I, I, it felt like he was trying to kill the clock, but then decided well, not to kill the clock. Like, I, I wait don't a minute. Know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We won the game. We won this game. So think about it like this. Think about it like this. Uh, what if we, what if we had just gone to our two minute offense, drove down the field to kick the field goal to, to go ahead by three. And then the Carolina Panthers, who the entire night showed that they had no problem just getting the ball downfield on our defense by by using to Greg Jim, Olson mostly. To, to Greg Olson and 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 <laughs> Calvin Benjamin, like they showed that they had no problem picking up huge chunks of yardage on our defense. What if they had just gone right back down the field and tied the game right there? But they didn't have that chance because all all that Dirk Cutter had to do was, was get enough to run to a run the clock out and b. Uh, getting a field goal range, like Which, I, I know we're by the end know, of the game, mission accomplished. I know everybody's giving Dirk Cutter a little bit of shit for the the end of that game, but maybe maybe this is like that time management uh, coach coming into play here and saying, okay, we don't want to give the Panthers too much time because look at these huge chunks of yards that our defense is giving up the entire game. Like, yeah. okay, uh, you okay, know, devil's advocate here. 
what if it doesn't work and then you left like how much time on the clock for the Panthers? Yeah, then it, well, it'd be an opposite. It'd be the complete opposite story. But I mean, that's the that's the whole dichotomy of the, of the NFL. You know, they say it every time that a, a coach goes for a fourth down play. Like, if this doesn't work, they're going to be writing about it in the papers the next morning. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it's listen. Yeah, it worked. Okay, but that's a that's not something I want to see in the future. I don't think it worked like they planned. I think that was like a, oh, crap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, of. Nick, you're telling me that they only sent out one receiver on third and nine and it worked and they really expected that to work? Well, I like, read <laughs> I read Rick Stroud wrote an article in the St. Pete Times about Dirk Cutter. He just wanted to get he wanted to get that first down. Like his his mission early was to get that first down to force the Panthers to take their time out to stop the clock. And then, uh, you know, after that point, he's, you know, lining up the field goal. It was a genius strategy that paid off at the end. Like, you, you know, you want to you want to kick that field goal with three seconds left on the clock, and then you won the game, and then it's over, and there's nothing that they can do about it. So, I mean, it like the strategy paid off. And at the time, was I was I a huge fan of it? No, I was I like every other football fan, like Anthony and your, and, and perhaps you, Nick. I was like, what are we doing? Why are we not taking timeouts and getting out? Oh, I, like, I was concerned to say the least. And like, uh, and I knew what they were going for was to fucking kick a field goal, and that was worrisome <laughs> in itself. Yeah, that didn't fill me with any yeah. security. Yeah, I was like, this is. I was so sure he was gonna miss it. I don't care how much of a chip shot it was. I was like, he's gonna, he's gonna hook this. Actually, he's got no confidence. I had, I had right faith. Now. I had faith. I had confidence. It's, well, the, to be fair, the Panthers really gave us a break when they had a 15-yard face mask. That was dumb. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, we we would have had we would have had to use our thirty-eight-yarder. We would have had to have used our last time mm-hmm. out at that point uh, to to stop the mm-hmm. clock and then kick the field goal. So, yeah, I mean, they did. Oh, they did correct. They did gift us. That, but yeah, because the defensive penalty would have stopped the clock. Right. So they they gifted us that that opportunity. So, um. It just it paid off. So let me, can, it, it can paid we, off, and it's nice to. It's let's nice. Can we expand upon? Yeah, let's. Go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, take take the stage. Expand, before we leave about this that moment in time, because talking about the end of the game and the final drive, it's featured Robert Roberto Guayo, and he was nominated for Clutch Player of the Week this week. On oh uh, god, how, how the fuck <laughs> do you go three and five and? And be nominated for the clutch player. Like, I understand it was that as time expired to win the game, but if you put if you put the other two through, you're not even in this situation. He made the one that counted. He made the only one that counted. So, yeah, I mean, I, I it, it. Look, I, it, I, I've been one of the biggest detractors from him since we drafted him. And to be quite honest with you, I'm still not convinced. But that was a big moment for him. That really was, and I, I was happy for him because he's really like you could tell on his face, like it was such it was more relief than just winning the game. Exactly. It was relief of like ah, uh, they're not going to leave me at the airport. This right. is good. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it was the he, first affirmation that I get. He gets to be on the plane. He had yeah. every opportunity to crash and burn in that moment, to absolutely crash and burn and crumble, and he stepped up. He stepped up in that one moment. He stepped up and he won us the game. So. For yeah. like 
what I was saying on Twitter, cut him. I, I said I said after his first miss <laughs> that we should cut him. So like I'm not gonna sit here and play like I had faith in the guy the whole time because I didn't. No, I had zero, and yeah. I still really don't to be quite honest with you. But <laughs> but he made the kick I that, that counted. And I hope that this is yeah, like Nick says, I like I have more. I hope that that this was the kick that maybe sets him on the right track. I that's what I hope. You know, he did this. He did this in the preseason where first game terrible, second game you know maybe it's just a a, a, a macrocosm of the preseason in a sense that maybe the first two three games he needed to get his kinks out and he's figuring his shit out now. You know, hopefully, yeah. I don't know. That's wishful thinking. Yeah, I, I mean, here's here's the thing. I, I still don't think it's a good pick, and I don't think I ever will. Okay, but if it works out, at least we Super have Bowl's that. A great pick. At, le- at least we have that. But that I mean, it worked wh- out. But what is working out? You know, like like uh, like I I think any way you slice it, it's going to be a bad pick because like if it works out that he's a good kicker, and you probably could have just got the guy, you know, that same guy, <laughs> yeah, in the fourth yeah. round. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I'm trying to be positive. I know. I know. Hanging on the guy for four weeks hey, now. Hey, I know it's our joke, but he's not dead. Yeah, he's not dead. At least, exactly. Oh, yeah. At least he's not dead. Yeah. Props to that. I mean, he wasn't Clemson's kicker, so. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, let's let's move on uh, to the uh, offensive side of the ball. Uh, I thought the 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 run game, or at least I thought. So here's another here's another here's another uh, praise that I have for Dirk Cutter in this game. I thought that his game plan was great that this game he he clearly came out early and said fuck it we're running the football we're running the goddamn football which is something that we haven't had uh, i want to say up until this game like he hasn't fully committed to the run um it's uh credit to jack was rosards too yeah that was big that that was the best game of his career yeah he was finding holes in that line that I don't th- that were very hard to squeeze through. And I he don't was know, getting man. there. I think Jack was me or did Jack was producing the first hundred yard rush game of the season for us, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He, but go ahead. Kyle. Here's a guy that he's just a guy that knows how to, how to run the football as opposed to Charles Sims. I think that those holes have been there. Uh, they were, they were there last year uh, and, and they continue to be there. And Charles Sims wasn't able to get it done. And I think that, Jacquez Rogers is just a guy that that knows how to play running back, uh, or at least knows how to be a bell cow running back in the NFL. I mean, and the coder and the cutter system. He's done now for like eight weeks. Charles Sims, by the way, or something like yeah, that. He's on IR. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully we get Dougie back soon. So Dougie and Dougie and Rogers is. Uh, I, I don't That's mind a good that tandem. We'll get with that. Optimistic, yeah, but um, a lot, lot to be optimistic yeah. about for, with our running game. Yeah. Why we're why we're still in the running game? You know, we we addressed this in the beginning of the season where we did an in depth look at you know positions, and the offensive line is doing what we expected them to do to be a rush uh, running style established offense. Yeah, yeah, we can't pass block for shit. Well, we can. Nope. Uh, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that we can pass block because Jameis Winston certainly had had a lot of time in certain situations, but like they. I mean, the tape on Jameis Winston is out this year. It's out, and and the and what what all the defense needs to do. I'll, I'll just tell you. Let me be the defensive coordinator for every team going forward, and this is what you got to do: cover Mike Evans, and then blitz Jameis Winston, and force him to th- to throw the ball out to to into coverage because that's the that's the uh, the modus operandi for any defense that's going to play us for now on. Like, 
And that's what that's what Carolina did. That's what Arizona did. That's what Denver did. You just you cover Mike Evans and then you blitz Jameis Winston, force him to throw. And and it, it, it's as simple as that because we have no other. You know, he has nobody else to throw to. Well, I want to I want to go back to something that Nick said last week about uh about Jameis like looking a little scared in the pocket. I I still think he did this week. Absolutely. Uh, in he certain situations, he, he's bailing out way too quick. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think he that's just kind of look. He didn't look like last year. He looked calm on a lot of those situations, even when the pressure was bearing down his face. Like he was able to sit there and make a throw. But this year, it's and I don't know. Maybe it's, it's coaches are telling him to take care of himself more and stuff like that. And well, I. Hell, I sure as hell would be telling him that, but well, last uh, year he just looks a little—he looks a little more inclined to bail out this year. I don't know what it is. Last year, Jameis Winston had the number two uh, uh, running back in the NFL to hand the ball off to. That's uh, true. He he had an actual run game to work with. It wasn't all on his shoulders. I think the one—I think the big thing that the big difference between this year to last year is that he doesn't have that big run game to rely on like he did last year. So you're seeing him play hero ball, like you said last week, and he's not ready for that yet. And we don't have the talent around him for him to do that yet. So you're seeing him, you know, be like, oh, shit, and, and rush those throws and overthrow guys because he feels like it's all on his shoulders. And, and um, yeah, I, I mean, that that I think that's it, really. I mean, that's. He just we're, we're we're lacking some of the components that we had last year that that made him successful, uh, and it, it really shows through with with the way that he rushes throws, the way that he overthrows wide open guys, wide wide open, because he's feeling that pressure. He's he's feeling those footsteps uh, of those defensive linemen coming at him because all they have to do is blitz him and 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 pressure him for him to force the ball. We're not. We are not the only people that see this, though, because if if you watched and pay attention to the first drive of the game, there were six straight rushing plays to start the game. Right, and then there was one pass, and then two more rushes. So, I think Dirk Cutter understands the limitations of his young quarterback, and any good coaching staff is what what they're going to do is take advantage of the pros and try and navigate the cons. And obviously there's cons in the sense that in the beginning of the game and towards the end of the game, when it matters, Jameis Winston has proven to be erratic with decision-making. I don't think, so, I, I wouldn't say he's erratic with decision-making. Well, what would you call it? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're sort of on point there, but I also think like you think about that, that uh, overthrow that he had to Humphreys and the overthrow that he had to, to Mike Evans yeah, late in the game. Those are, big, yeah. those are huge, but at least, but at least the ball was in the right place and uh, not picked off and not picked off where and he, like, it was where he should have went with the ball. He just didn't get it there. Right. And that's, a, those that's, are, I wanted, that's very coachable. You can coach that yes. out of a guy like that. Like at least he's putting the ball where it's supposed to be. And you can coach that out of him because, you know, obviously he's feeling well, he's those making footsteps. Reads. I, he's, you know, he, he, yeah, he's making I mean, the right le- reads. One trend that I keep seeing, uh, and anytime anybody on the team talks, like he, anytime Winston talks about, like he talked about Vincent Jackson, uh, on Monday night football, like what he's meant to him in terms of teaching him. And he's talked about, of course, his coaches and stuff like that. And every time he says something like, yeah, they're always telling me to take my check downs. Like Jameis, just take your check down, just right. take your check down, just take and that. <laughs> and that's, that's something obviously that you see a lot. And listen, I, I commend the guy for trying to carry this team because God knows they need it. But, you know, dude, just 
take a check down, get the move the chains, get the first down. Like right. we, every, not every play has got to be a home run. Or like, scramble. Uh, I like that he has that in him. And when we have the weapons to make that happen, hopefully at some point, then yeah, it'll be great when he wants to, when he can sling it around. But right now you got Mike Evans, an old Vincent Jackson and Adam Humphries. An old and showing old. Yeah, yeah showing old Vincent. Yeah. Like and you just got to be, you just got to take, just take care of the ball, man. Just take care of it like right a, now. An old Wait, yeller old. old. That he needs to be commended on because at this point in time, he didn't. He he's an eight interception, eight touchdown passer before this game, and after tonight, he's nine for eight. He didn't make the turnover, and guess what, guys? The Bucks won. Yeah, they had he a, didn't, he didn't uh, we won the turnover battle, and this is how you assume the Bucks are going to win games: close games where the defense plays stout in the red zone. You have a, a an end zone turnover from Brett Brent Grimes. You have a mishap on a special teams pump play where we recover the ball, and both of those times, you know, we turn it into points. Those are big. Yeah, we all we had we had Vernon Hargraves make his first big play um, uh, when he tipped the ball out of Kelvin Benjamin's hands in Daryl Smith's hands. Hold on a second. We did we did not turn those into points. We I mean we uh, we got the field goal. <laughs> <laughs> we squandered most of those opportunities away by way of missed field goals. We did. And just... We got field goal. We got field goal, and we won. The, won the game. The red zone. The red zone office offense is horrific. Yeah, it's bad. It is. It's oh, yeah. really bad. Well, but yes. uh, but we turned we turned yeah. enough of opportunities of, of those field position games, whatever you want to call it, to win a game. The old bucks who say didn't have the turnover advantage, didn't have those adva- uh, times to kick the field goal. I said on Twitter, this this win felt like every bucks win from my childhood. <laughs> like the offense just barely does enough and the defense like bends but doesn't break. Yeah. And like in the run game was pretty solid. Like that's pretty much every Bucks game I've watched for like years. Hell, yeah. even our favorite Bucks moments are exactly that. Philadelphia driving. Here it is. Donovan McNabb throwing it in by Rondé Barber picks it off and goes. Oh God! Look at the look at the look at the stinker. Look at the the fucking stinker that the Buccaneers put up. On 2002, their Super Bowl year against the Panthers at Carolina, it was a terrible game. It was an awful game that nobody deserved to win, but the Buccaneers somehow pulled it out and they won the Super Bowl that year. So, I mean, oh, are you saying we're winning the Super Bowl this year, Kyle? I'm, I'm just saying, Kyle says we're going to Super Bowl winning it. Woo! I'm saying a win is a win is a win, and <laughs> and yeah, yeah, we know what you're saying. I you got you on tape. I, I, I think. You know the 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 criti- I, I've been critical of Jameis Winston over the the past couple of weeks, but I think I'm I'm finally starting to see why he he is doing the things that he's doing because he's he's playing hero ball because that's what we're forcing him to do. I think we need to we you know we need to take time to establish that run game, and at the end of the day, he still only has Mike Evans to throw to, perhaps even Cameron Bright, but. He doesn't have a lot of the talent around him that he needs to succeed. So, um, and we're paper thin. I still see a good quarterback in the in the guy, and yeah, we're and we're paper thin. So, uh, let, let, let's turn around to the defense. What do you say? Any, any, any last words on the offense? Uh, <laughs> I wanted I want to see Winston uh, just keep getting better. That's all I really want from this year. I just want I him am... to keep getting better, learn and take care of the ball, and that's it. Yeah, really? I'm happy to see if Holly goes down. You know, we have another capable center to come in and not miss a beat. That was actually really clutch. Let's for me. not jump the gun with that one. But, hey, hey. But, <laughs> uh, he didn't miss snap. Nobody fired at 20 feet over the uh, quarterback's head. Like, oh, that'd be no a reversal. That'd be a reversal for Winston if the ball went flying <laughs> over his head. But 
All I'm saying is it was nice to see that not be the story. Well, you know? let's, let's talk about the defense because I thought, I, I think the defense has very quietly been taking big steps forward uh, these last couple of games. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they've, they've been giving our, our offense an opportunity to win ball games that the offense just hasn't been able to cash in on. Uh, but I mean, they've been very opportunistic at times. They, they've, they have made big stops when they've had to. Uh, I think this is a defense that's kind of getting it. It's, they're kind of getting and buying into that system that Mike Smith has installed. Mike Smith's uh, definitely getting the credit and earning his paychecks. I'll say that much. Yeah, the defensive line was completely destroyed this oh, week. Oh, yeah, they were and, awful. And they held it together. Uh, they still can't cover the tight end. That's no. a thing that we still haven't figured out yet, but we'll get there that's one day. A, that's a thing. Yeah. thing. We've never been able to cover tight ends. I mean, since, since the days of Derek Brooks, Hardy Nickerson, and Warren Sapp, like we've never been able to cover tight ends. Greg Olson so. was running with like 10-yard cushions, My like God. 20 yards down the field. Like, it is the susceptibility of the Tampa 2. And then Levante David trying to like, I don't know, like, be, what was that? Like, out of bounds, half tackling. Him and it didn't. <laughs> well, you I know what? around tight ends and everybody gets on the short bus like that's like, i mean Damn. i mean unless unless you're running a tampa 2 defense which we're not but i mean it, it, the tight end is going to come down to your safety that's why we drafted mark Barron back in the day because you you had jimmy graham you had jimmy graham answer to jimmy graham yeah. and then jimmy graham shat on our lives yeah so i mean it, it all comes back to those safeties so those awful awful safeties so i mean look no further f- to those huge chunk yardage plays than, than bad safety google and conti are the worst safety tandem in the nfl I, I would agree with that. Oh, yeah. It, well, you know what? Manduko actually played a pretty good game this last game. I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say he's as bad as Conte. He's okay he's, for he's us, a, I guess. He's I the mean, best of the bad lot, I guess yeah, you could say. Yeah. Like he's, Dude, he's, we need a safety so bad. Oh, so need, bad. Eric Berry's going to be a free agent this year. Overpay for him. Just, yeah, really. Go draft a guy yeah, and then, and then get Eric like, Berry. In. He's older. Just, just go draft somebody. somebody. This is what, yeah, you're going to see us reach for safety. Safeties don't typically go in the first two rounds, and I, I guarantee you, you're going to see a Bucks pick a safety. This, within defense, uh, I want, this kind of relates to hockey, but it's more about the Bucks. I want to I want to talk about a tweet Kyle had that's saying uh, anybody comparing Steve Eiserman to Jason Light is disrespectful at this point. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I just I thought that was a good tweet. Look no there further. Look no further than than, than uh, 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 um, uh, Roberto Aguayo. That's all you gotta look at. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Would Steve Eisenman ever take a kicker in the second round? No. No. No, no, God no. no. You could probably put so, Steve Eisman into an NFL job. Like you can let Steve Eisman handle a draft, and he'd be like, "Yeah, we'll we, figure it out." Yeah, we're not. He'd gonna... probably be like in the like in ranking terms. He'd probably be like twentieth because he's just so meticulous that like so we we figure it out. out. Yeah, <laughs> he'd do oh. his fucking I, homework and say, "No, let's not draft a kicker in the second yeah. round." Yeah, like if there's one thing Eisman, I know Eisman would carry over between sports, it'd be his uh, his preparation and his research. When it comes to drafting stuff like that, but this is why you listen to the word of the bay because this is you get the cross analyzation of hockey and football. If, yeah, what ifs. yeah, we're not going to talk yeah, about horse if. racing and betting. What we're if talking... Steven Stamkos was was a wide receiver? <laughs> I actually think Stamkos. Let's see if we had to put Stamkos anywhere. And, and... Kicker. No, because mm. he like think about it. Kicker, he likes to stand at one spot and fire and fire things between two posts. Actually, you so, know, you know who I would put him. At- He'd be my slot receiver. 
I think he'd be good there. Stamkos? Yeah. Actually, you know what? Uh, I, I don't have a position for Stamkos, but I think I think Marty St. Louis would have made a great running back. With his legs, yeah. He's small. He's, he's got good legs. He's square. Low, yeah. Right. People, he's just... people will try to tackle him in his legs, and they'd break their hands. And he's he fast. He's really fast. He's so fast. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, he would have made a great, like, running back. Victor Hedman would be uh he'd just be a guy that we put out there to block field goals. I, no, I think Victor uh, Hedman no, would like I'm a great a tight end. Yeah, no, I'm saying linebacker. Put put Hedman at linebacker. linebacker. Yes, linebacker. Holy shit. You put want a six seven linebacker. He might skate well, but I don't think that guy runs as well as he skates. You don't think yeah, so? Yeah, I think we're going tight end here. Blocking tight end. Maybe. No, I think I think <laughs> yeah, maybe a blocking tight end. You put him in like a Derrick Brooks <laughs> Shelton or you put him in like a Shelton Quarles kind of role where he has to he has to cover the middle of the field. Uh he has to get back there fast. He's not so much the big bruiser that that middle linebackers typically are, but he's he, he's the guy that's you know, you're supposed to rely on in coverage. I think that's your Victor Hedman right there. Biggest question, who's the quarterback? Um, Steve Eisenman. Yeah, think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the Peyton uh, you know Manning. I, actually, really, Sam Coast would make the most sense for quarterback for, for obvious reasons, but I'm trying to think outside of the box. Actually, I, I would say maybe like who's like so who's like got the highest like uh, uh, relative who's IQ? the highest hockey IQ? Yeah, who's uh, the highest? Probably, I mean, on ice in terms of like playmaking, it's it, and distributing. It's probably Druin. To be honest with yeah, you, Drew like, yeah, Drew. We talking about distributing the ball to playmakers or like snipers. Oh, I can see that. All right, Drew's like I the, mean, he's like the star QB. I mean, like I my nominee should be Palat. I just want to say that that uh that Tyler Johnson is definitely a kicker. One hundred percent But he's like a hundred percent. I don't see him in like that half face mask kind of thing, and like just the short dude that runs out there and kicks the ball. He's like, like he, right. he's like, he's like, he's a hundred percent the entire regular season, but like he starts missing in the playoffs and you're like, what's going on? And like, it turns Tyler out Johnson? Well, no, reverse that. No, no. Okay. Reverse. No, no, no. no he like, he like, game and then he misses, playoffs. he misses a kick in the playoffs. And like, you find out he has like some kind of ankle injury and you're like, oh <laughs> shit. Oh man. Evan Longoria right, is the, the head coach. Mm-hmm. Evan Longoria. <laughs> All right, let's start doing baseball. Rays. I was waiting yeah. for baseball to come in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Rays. You could just you could just copy and paste them onto the Bucks. Same record. Yep. Ooh. Oh wow, that's harsh. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think I think Kevin Kiermaier on a go route would be pretty entertaining. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, who's got a big who's got yeah, a big he's a great arm? Receiver. Like, uh, like Duffy doesn't Duffy have like a big arm? Maybe, Duffy's got a nice arm, but Duffy, short, but like but Duffy probably, at quarterback. Duffy would be, Duffy at quarterback would be captain. Check what down. the fuck are we talking about here? <laughs> we oh actually had things to talk about this week. Yeah, <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean to wrap to to wrap up. I mean, good uh, huge win for the Bucks. I mean, this is this is a huge <laughs> None win. None of us called it. Steven Stamkos had a decent game at quarterback. It was all right. So, excuse me, Drew had a decent game at quarterback. Anytime you go, anytime you go into the bye week with a win, that's huge. And then you got, you got. Look, I mean, this is where the the easy part of the schedule kind of quote unquote easy. But like, you got the 49ers at the 49ers. We have to win that game. I mean, that's a game you have, have to win. To. Like, they're a bad team. Mm-hmm. We, we got the bye them. week this week, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we we're going undefeated this weekend, boys. Yeah. So you got you got the Forty Niners. Uh, you have to win that. And then you got the 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 Raiders, the Falcons, and the Bears at home. The Falcons. How the fuck did we beat the Falcons? I have no clue, man. 
first game of season jitters, guys. Nobody had everything. Uh, for some reason, we had Julio Jones knocked out that game. I don't know. They're going to be so upset for this primetime game, and Julio Jones is just going to, like, consume our souls. Dude, I mean, if you like, if, if we can... Are they the Thursday night game for us? Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah. We got to beat the 49ers, and if you can beat the Raiders or the Falcons and then beat the Bears, I mean... The uh, Bears. Awesome. Oh, my. Awesome. Yeah. Seriously, though, we got three I home games four games you spoke about first. The next four games, I think three ga- three wins is, is achievable. Oh, okay. All right there. Hey, hear, uh, hear me out. Right there. I think at least two positive pants over here. Hey, okay. I think I think I think I the Bucks them, can the win. That predicted them to have a winning record, so they got to win these games sometime. I mean, Warren Sapp thinks we're five hundred. So. <laughs> well, Warren Sapp also got arrested. <laughs> well, listen, I called. This is what I called. I had, I had us winning against San Francisco, San Francisco and Oakland, and then losing against the Falcons. So, you know. Okay, I, I, I can see that. I mean, but I think Oakland's pretty good this Oakland's, year. Oakland's Kyle, good. Did you keep those comments that we made those, I, that time? I have. I, have I think my, we kept records. Well, I have my original uh, picks. I have, oh. and then I have the ones that uh, we did with Katie. So that's right. Yeah, we somehow ended up at like nine and seven. Nine didn't and we? seven. Yeah. But that was, God damn it. That was such a stupid system with the coin. I'm play. telling you, I, but I, I individually, I picked them to go nine and seven. I feel like we will have a winning season. Okay. Well, Nick, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, listen, a lot I of things have to I go feel right. Better about the team after this week. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say that we're going to have a winning season. No. Yet. Um, yet. A lot of I things just, have to go right. That's all I'll say. Yeah. yeah a lot of yeah. things have to go right. I would okay. just like to point out, we are doing this minus Gerald McCoy. Minus Doug Martin, Ro- minus, minus the entire defensive yeah, line. Robert Ayers. Exactly. Like, uh, 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 yeah. Seriously, we had an undrafted guy out of I don't give a fuck state. Don't fuck nowhere. Started. Yeah. So you know, this yes was it a pretty win? No, was it a win? Yes, and it. I think we need to. It's quietly understated that the one of the biggest factors to this win is, is we are two and zero in a division that. Outside of Atlanta, I mean, which we own a tiebreaker against already, we're in we're in good seats because New Orleans isn't going to be anything to write home about. I really do think the games we're going to have against them, as bad and as porous as their defense is, we're going to be able to, uh, you know, if those are two winnable games. I feel like the same. I feel like this means always play us tough, though. Yeah, seriously, like, but like we've said the same thing about Carolina. We just beat them. Like, <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, is all these games that we said, oh, we're going to play tough, and we could have been in the the Rams game, and like Kyle said earlier, but the difference between last year's Bucks and apparently this year's Bucks is we're going to win some of those games. I mean, the Bucks are who I thought they were. Like they they they're a team that's a couple years away. Like may, like maybe next or the season after next, that's going to be when we're going to be a team to be reckoned with. I think uh I think a team that's better. Listen, I think we're losing sight of the fact that this team still has a really long way to go, guys, in terms of like depth and drafting and stuff like that. Of course, like it, of course. It, it, there's a long way to go here. Like, will, will they be better? And I do think they're heading in the right direction. Absolutely. That's what, well, but that's I don't think I'm we want to start. I don't think you want to start pinpointing a year that we're going to really, really turn that corner in terms of being a competitive 
We're not the lightning here. Yeah, we're no, not. We're, no. I, I, if you want to say just like ten and six, yeah, but in terms of like contender status or anything like that, I don't. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say yeah. reckon with. Yeah, Hold I on. think that's a little steep. I'm still. I'm. I'm sticking strong at six and ten. I think. I still think that that's going to be our end of season record. So I mean, but I. I, I just. I see optimism. I, I see a lot. A lot of I reasons do. for optimism. So. A lot less penalties this game than normal for us. That was big. Oh, that was God. Weird. We had huge penalties. We had big, huge penalties. We that... had huge penalties, but we didn't have those little stupid meandering ones in the in the middle. But dude, I mean, hey, we didn't make the dumb penalty at the end that lost us the game. We so. had we had third and we had third and one and committed a a, a, a false start penalty and you know it, it's and then like, another penalty after that. Yeah, but we only had that one that game. <laughs> no, we had we had two this last game no. that uh, that that took us out of like prime scoring position to to kick field goals, which one we made, one we missed, so. We're still like those little things. Those little things need to change for us to be a good team. Yep. It's yeah. So we're not we're not there yet, but I mean, reason for optimism. We we just won a game against a division opponent on the road. So uh, let's yeah. be let's we can be optimistic for another week, two yep. weeks, yep. two weeks. Yeah, nothing. yeah, two weeks. Yeah, we're going undefeated. Two weeks. Please no, nothing bad happens by way. And we really, we really like should beat the 49ers. <laughs> we really, really, we got to beat the 49ers. I mean, come on. They're starting to happen. I'm going to watch that game with interest this week because I want to see a, uh, a forecast of what we're going to be yeah. able to be against. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So uh, are we done with Bucks? We're done with Bucks. Uh, mm, yeah. Okay. We're, well, we're gen- gentlemen, I, I think we've been glossing over something. Uh, we had a tragedy. And uh, in, in Florida sports today, uh, the Orlando Predators folded. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's a really sad time for the the Warren I-4 series uh, and for the AFL as a whole. And Jay Gruden, former coach of the Indoor Predators. And quarterback. Uh, Wait, so, on. yeah. Hold so, on. rest I, in peace, Orlando Predators. I got this. <laughs> The walking away music. <laughs> um, that's the arena team, right? Not to break that. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Jay Gruden. Uh, Jay Gruden's sorry. records. And uh, Tampa Bay Storm officially win the series. So Storm. Who won the war? I four motherfuckers. That's the storm. <laughs> we didn't fold. We didn't know that's it was going to you... be a war of attrition, but we made it. That's how you. That's how rivalries uh, get settled in the AFL is who folds first. Uh, <laughs> how does that, how are they still a thing? Because like Cause I, they already like, rented the space out at oh boy. the arena. That sucks. And that does actually suck because there's like <laughs> I mean we make fun of it, but like there's like that's like a lot of people's jobs that just got lost. So I mean, <laughs> oh, they'll, they'll find, I mean I'm sure the XFL will be back soon. I I, I hope everybody lands on their feet so, somehow. Um. I mean, the Lingerie Football League, got stuff like that. The Orlando Predators of the Arena Football League team celebrated their 25th season this year, but there won't be a 26th. Uh, The Panthers announced, or the Predators announced Wednesday that they are suspending operations. All right, good for them. Cool. Wait, they've already had, oh, yeah, that makes sense. 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you you guys watch all that Monday night game? I did. What was going on with the national anthem? Actually, 
Oh, the piano? The piano. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea. It was like, yeah. oh. It was like, Fucking key, keyboard cat over there. Some guy was playing <laughs> jazz piano or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think Katie made a point that I feel like he got the wrong sheet of music or something. Something. It was just like, it was the strangest thing. It was thing. the wrong key or something, yeah. yeah. I was asking my girlfriend, I'm like, do you hear this? Like, do you hear what's happening right now? Um... Sharkdropper.com. I, I actually wonder if it was ESPN's audio or something. It, it, it's that's what it like, sounded like. Like maybe we should have heard the yeah. piano that clearly, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Sharkdropper.com. If you want to check out the rest of our podcast, uh, Patreon.com/slash/Sharkdropper. If you want to donate some money to the Word of the Bay cause, uh, if you like what we do and you want to support us in any kind of way monetarily, uh, that is a way that you can do that. Uh, and that's all I got. Bold predictions this week, gentlemen. Let's hear them. I'll bring up the NFL schedule. Mm, my bold prediction is that Nikita Kucherov coming off of not playing in any preseason hockey. Uh, playing in the World Cup. He played in the World Cup. Yeah, but he didn't play any preseason hockey. Not with us. Okay. All right. Okay. Ba- Bengals over Patriots. Someone's got to beat them at some point. No. Not this Dude, week. Tom Brady looked angry last week. Like, he took it all out on the Cleveland Tom Browns. Brady uh, looked angry, kid. He fucking came back. He was the greatest quarterback. He might. They might go 15-1. to one, Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, fuck them. I hate them. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I <laughs> so, got, Kyle, do you think the Bengals over them? Bengals over Pats. Bull, bull production. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say the Bucks win this week. They beat the bye week. Oh, the Get Bucks. The Undefeated in the bye week, actually, so that's not really bold. So, yes, but they are also winless. So keep that in mind, folks. We we can find a way to lose this bye week. Trust me. <laughs> okay, someone gets arrested. Someone gets suspended for something. Oh, so yeah. that's your bold predictions. We get through squeaky clean. Nothing Nobody... bad's gonna happen during the bye. Quan Alexander Nobody arrested. Up, jumps off a house and jumps into a pool and tears ACL. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Okay. Uh, go lightning uh go bucks go everybody uh that was word of the bay for this week i'm kyle i'm nick i'm anthony and we'll see you guys next week that's the peace predators buenas noches